You are a temple of God. That's what St. Paul tells us in our second reading this weekend. You are a temple of God with the Holy Spirit of God himself dwelling in you. That's what you are. A temple. What happens inside of a temple? Well, temples are places where sacrifices are offered, right? So that means if you are a temple, then you have been created to be a place of sacrifice. Your heart is supposed to be an altar where sacrifice to God is offered. But what does that mean? What exactly is sacrifice? Because it might seem like an obvious sort of question to us, but it's a really important one to get right. Because if we get the meaning of sacrifice wrong, then we get the entire point of Christianity wrong. Joseph Ratzinger, before he became Pope Benedict XVI, was very concerned about this question as well. And he points out that very often we seem to have an idea of sacrifice that basically means destruction. The destruction of something. The loss of something that is precious to us. We might think of some of the Old Testament sacrifices which involved burning whole bulls and goats. Or we might think of a more modern example, right? I happen to be a big hockey fan. And I love the Pittsburgh Penguins, even though they haven't been putting on much of a show this year. It's been pretty bad. But it's not uncommon for you to hear announcers say stuff like this. Wow, that guy sacrificed his entire body to be able to block that puck. And again, we might come away thinking from that that, well, sacrifice is something about destruction. The destruction of this guy's face, right? The toothless smile of a hockey player is not what sacrifice is about. Because as Ratzinger goes on to say, destruction does not actually honor God. Destruction doesn't honor God. So what does honor the Lord? What is true sacrifice then? Well, Ratzinger answers that question this way. Sacrifice, he says, consists not in destruction but in the transformation of man. Sacrifice consists in, in becoming conformed to God, he says. So in other words, to put it a little bit differently, to sacrifice is to be made holy. To sacrifice is to be holy as God himself is holy as that first reading from the book of Leviticus told us, be holy, for I am holy. To sacrifice is to be perfect, as our Heavenly Father is perfect. If you break down the very word sacrifice, we find this to be the case. The word sacrifice, it's, it's the combination of two Latin words. The first word, sacrum, right? Sacrum means holy. And then the second word that gets combined with that is facere. Facere means to make. So if you put those together, what do you got? Sacrum facere means to make holy. 
Sacrifice means to make holy. Holiness, to be like God, to love like God loves. That's what sacrifice consists of. The Catechism of the Catholic Church teaches us that every action that we do, think about that for a minute, every action that we do so as to cling to God in a communion of holiness is a true sacrifice. Every action we do in order to cling fast to the living God is an act of sacrifice. But we, we fear sacrifice, I think. We think very often that if we decided to give our entire life over to the Lord, sacrifice everything to Him, if we go to Mass every single Sunday, if we obey all of the church's teachings, if we make time to pray every single day without any kind of excuse, well, then there won't be much of anything left for us, right? We sometimes fall into that trap that that we think that, well, God just wants to take our entire life away from us, to consume it, to burn it all up, to drain it to the last drop, to milk it for all it's worth, right? To destroy our life. And so if that is our image of what it means to sacrifice everything to God, well, then it's no wonder why God seems like such a burden to us. But that's not what sacrifice is about. Sacrifice is not about the destruction of our life. It's about being made holy. It's about truly becoming a temple of the Holy Spirit. And I think if we buy into that vision, that that vision that is the Christian vision of sacrifice, then we can give ourselves away more and more freely, and we we can give our lives away completely without fear or mistrust. We can go two miles when someone asks us to go just one. We can find courage to turn the other cheek when we are are mocked and ridiculed, slapped in the face even. We can even begin to somehow love our enemies, which is exactly what Jesus does on the cross. The cross is the one perfect sacrifice. Jesus died not only for his friends, not only for his relatives, not only for those who happened to agree with him. He didn't just love the people who loved him already on the cross. He died especially for his enemies. We might have seen that Super Bowl ad last week. Maybe maybe you saw this on TV, where they showed all those still pictures of, of people just like, really, really angry at each other and maybe yelling and there's just all these tense face-offs, right? And it's like a lot of the stuff that happened during COVID and a lot of the, the, the everything that happened in 2020, right? We remember that anger. We remember that division. We remember that tension still with us in many ways. But then at the end of that ad, it said, Jesus loved the people we hate. It's very true. But what holds us back from, from loving like that? from being totally sacrificial in that way, from being a place of sacrifice, to being holy as God is holy, well, one of the big obstacles is this. I was listening to a talk by Dr. Mary Healy, and uh, she said that one of the greatest sicknesses of our time is the sickness of narcissism. The sickness of narcissism. 
So narcissism makes sacrifice impossible because it is ultimately the worship of self. It's a clinging on to self. And if you're clinging on to yourself, you can't give yourself away. Point blank, and I don't know if you noticed this, maybe this will come as a surprise, but we live in a culture of me. Everything revolves around me. My concerns are primary. My ideas are the only ones that really matter. You have to respect and bow down to my opinion. You have to respect and give me all of my rights, right? You have to attend to my needs and respect me and my lived experience, my story, my truth, me, me, me. Dr. Healy went on to say that because we do live in such a narcissistic, me-centered culture, then it's really no surprise that we have what she calls a pandemic of broken relationships, broken families, broken marriages, broken, broken society. And this, she says, leads to broken hearts, which leads to broken lives, which leads to all of the, all of the stuff that so many of us are weighed down with. Depression, addiction, anxiety, suicidal thoughts, all of the symptoms of a culture of death, she says. In the end, narcissism, not total and complete self-sacrifice, leads to our self-destruction. Worshiping self leads to our own ruin. And so we find in the end that Jesus' words are very true. Whoever wishes to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Here's the beautiful reality. When we make a true sacrifice of our life to God, when we give it away freely, it doesn't destroy us. It actually saves us. A young man who sacrifices the, the incredible and beautiful good of mar marriage and family to become a priest does not destroy or ruin his life. Rather, he himself becomes a living gift for the entire church. He, is, he becomes a gift to bring about holiness in your lives, the, the faithful, the lay faithful. Young couples who, who sacrifice that instant pleasure and, and manage to wait until marriage. Parents who choose to remain open to life. Families who seek to live out their identity as the domestic church who are willing to look weird today, who are willing to look just strange and foolish to the wise of the world. They are not destroying their lives. They aren't ruining their lives. They're actually giving themselves away as a gift so that they and their children may grow in holiness. Always remember, you are a temple of God. You are a place where total self-sacrifice is to take place. And sacrifice means to make holy. And so we come here to the holy sacrifice of the Mass. All of our Eucharistic prayers, prayers of sacrifice, are chock full of these direct references to sacrifice as making holy. You hear this word, make holy, over and over and over in different ways in the various Eucharistic prayer options that we have in our church. So the priest standing at the altar of sacrifice prays these words over the bread and wine. 
Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall. And again, by the same Spirit, make holy these gifts we have brought to you for consecration, that they may become the body and blood of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. And again, be pleased, O God, we pray, to bless, acknowledge, and approve this offering in every respect. Make it spiritual and acceptable. Make this sacrifice acceptable. Make it holy. Make it a sacrifice. Make this simple bread and this ordinary wine into the perfect sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. It's the same sacrifice that Jesus laid down and gave to us on that day 2,000 years ago. Make that sacrifice present here again, Lord. Bring that holiness. Make us holy through our participation in this meal, this sacrifice. Make us holy as you are holy, Lord. Father, make us, make us perfect as you are perfect. Receive our sacrifice.